Sports Podcast. This is Liz. This is Remy. And we're back for another episode. How how you doing, Remy? Good. NBA preseason this year. I got a little bit of basketball to watch. And I, I'm yeah, and it was just a Canadian Thanksgiving. So, you know, there was time to watch basketball. There was also some WNBA finals action over the That's weekend. Right. That's right. Now, Tom Brady made an appearance. Really. Yeah, he did. They was... were showing up to their playoff games when he came to the finals game one. There you go. There you go. One of the players in the press conference was like, well, it's about fucking time. There was that. Um, There was some development. You know, our last episode, we talked about the Damian Lillard trade. And about a day, the day after or two days after we recorded that episode, we talked about what I call the first half of the trade. There was the second half. Of the trade. We talked about Drew Holiday just getting shipped off to Portland, how we felt that that was a little unfair, perhaps. And now he is no longer in in Portland. He's no longer in Kansas. He is. He's in the green. He's in the no, green. Sorry. He's in the in Oz. Well, I don't know. I, I was saying to the one of my friends, I'm like, damn. Like the East just got so dangerous. You're like, like Boston, Milwaukee, and Philly. Technically, though, and 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 the, the that's technically they probably will battle for one, two, three. Right behind them will be the the battle of like the Cavs, the Heat, the Raptors, the Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the Cavs. Battle. In preseason, the Cavs and Atlanta play tonight, so that game is starting shortly. And the preseason games have been very competitive. I've seen chase down blocks. I've seen players diving on the floor, and I'm like, is the NBA, is the era of the NBA changing? Now, is the LeBron era of the NBA changing, and these guys are more, they're, they're more fighting to have their name be called as the next era that comes in? And a lot of these players are now playing, you know, diving on the floor to me in a preseason game was absolutely incredible. All the older, like, veteran players. They're not working that hard. They're not diving on the floor. For the young <laughs> they're not doing that. They're like, this is preseason. I'm not going to kill myself. And then the younger guys end up with 20 points because of that hard hustle. Like, it comes back to you. Yeah. Really well, we'll see. I feel like everybody feels that there's no clear champion right right, right. so i mean drew, drew holiday went to boston so he's now on boston so that's a crazy team i mean considering everything that team has done paying jalen brown all of that money you know now they've got drew holiday now they have all, all that money you have the big contract too yeah so where where is boston getting this money what they'll just, like, li- they'll, just, they'll just live in the tax. Okay. You gotta live in the luxury tax. Like it's a, it's a, right now you're going for it. They're like LeBron, basically LeBron era Cavs that just lived in the luxury tax and gave LeBron whatever players he wanted to yeah. play with. Because if, if you keep three of these guys on your team, you're always gonna get one or two players coming that will come on a minimum that are good enough still that could give you that boost, right? So right. 
and the salary cap's going to keep going up. So if you could just live in there for a second, but I don't know how they could pay everybody past next year with Jalen Brown. Because they haven't kicked in yet, so they have a little bit of spend to spend this year. But but, but I feel like Jason Tatum, because we were talking about this, his contract's going to be up, and he's going to want to be like, yo, you're like, they're going to have to give yeah, him so more than they're giving. I think they got Jalen Brown. Actually, Tatum's that he's thirty million this year, thirty two next next year. 34 the year after them, 37. Okay. So they got them locked up together. Basically. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, because he just, I think he just signed it last year. So he signed like a five year deal. I signed a five year deal. And got I think it. Oh, okay. 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 So, they, so potentially, it's, I think you have two players that they're in their prime. Right. So you might as well like lock them up. Because where are you going to get two players like that again? They're all expensive, now, so right. And now, well now be. you've brought in your championship winning point guard. Yeah. You and they, and Boston has not had a championship level point guard. That's why I think they haven't won. Since not no disrespect to Rondo, basically, right? No disrespect to Marcus Smart. He's just not a point guard like that. He's not going to. He's like. He's like to me. He's like. Better skill wise, but he's like Patrick Beverly. Those guys are good guards. They're not going to win you a championship. So, I, I think it's a good. It's good. I like Boston. So basically, there. Boston realized they needed to do something and go for it this year. And were they like, were they just waiting to pick up, or did they just get lucky? Was this just like? No, oh. I think I think they wanted to get rid of Malcolm Brogdon because they didn't want him to opt in. Yeah. He opted in. So I think they wanted to get rid of that contract for sure. So I think I think giving up their center was a little bit dangerous. But again, because to get rid of Malcolm Brogdon's contract, you had to give up something. And Prelingus, I think, you know, like you're gonna have trouble against Embiid and those guys, but like really how much can Embiid do by himself? Like if he has to score all fifty points. Like, who else is my thing on, on the Sixers? Like, who else is on the Sixers right now? Other than... Like Harden. He's... I mean, Max, Tyrese Maxey's there, but... Okay. Me, I, don't know, so, I don't know if I count him as a superstar. Was it, was it you that sent me the thing about Harden? Or was this somewhere else that I saw this where Harden basically shot himself in the foot? Because Houston was ready to take him back? Yeah, well, we talked... I think we talked Well, about we it. talked about it on the last episode. And we talked about it before too in the summer when Oka took the job, and we're okay. and we we're talking about like Harding going back there. We were both agreed that if Harding goes back there, and of the the young players, their games get spiked. Right, right. Because right. He's he's a ball dominant, so we didn't like the idea of him going there. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 Yeah. I I I am like getting you know. But, did, but but it's, it's because it's every it's everybody thought he was gonna like you know he's going to Houston, I, right? You know, now the only team that seems to even want to even discuss Harden is the Clippers. Now, if Harden goes to the Clippers and Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, Russell Westbrook can't win a championship, 
they're never supposed to get a championship. <laughs> like, like the Clippers are, are cursed. If you're on that team, you need to leave. If you want to win a championship. I kind of, I mean, yes, yes. But they're like, they're like the Lakers poor sisters or something, you know? Like, I don't know, younger, poor cousin. I don't know how you... like one of those things where like your big brother always seems to win. Yeah. And you can never like show, like even when Kawhi left the Raptors, you know, I thought they were going to win. I was like, okay, this team can, this team could win. But he hasn't been able to play basically a season. Yeah. You have to be able to play. Yeah. He, he has I, to be able to play. Kawhi is getting old and like hurt. Yeah. There was, so, you know, that was the big news of last week, finishing that trade up. Media day also happened. What were your, what were your thoughts on media day? Raptors media day was interesting. I think a lot of people, there was so many hot takes. They're like, oh, Messiah said that players are selfish. Yeah, there was some, there was some, like, yeah, I, I, the Cavs had no media day drama. There was no media day drama. It was just, we're, you know, there was nothing. I, the Raptors had, had some selfishness. So I was saying, like, it had that little bit. And I think everybody was, I think, I think Messiah is just like, like, I think it's smoking airs, right? I think the Raptors know what they have. The rest mm-hmm. of the league is not too sure, but they're confident in themselves. Okay. They, they are a better team than they were last year. Oh, well, that's, yeah, I, right? I'd say so, so, yeah. And they feel that they could be in a better position come playoff. And you have a coach that instills that, probably because going to training camp and having your first training camp and talking to your coach and he's telling you, hey, we're going to move this ball. We're going to set screens. We're going to play this way. Yeah. And it frees up everybody to take open shots. Mm-hmm. The offense looks a lot smoother. Guys are actually passing the ball when they should. And there's cuts being made all the time. They look more cohesive than I thought they would be. Mm-hmm. Schroeder looks like a true leading playing guard for them, which was a steal of a pickup. So Yeah, I mean, every, you know, there's always some some secret pickups in the offseason, yeah. right? I think they got a little bit of ironing out to do with their bench because, again, obviously, Malachi's playing. Is, is not not in the NBA. Yeah, not it, not it. They so not it. really need to give Dalton or somebody that role. Like he needs to be out. I watched that game on Sunday, and I was like, this guy, this guy is not a good basketball player. He just doesn't have what yeah. it takes, and no. they need to get get rid of him. I think they're giving him the shot because hey, bodies are bodies. We could just yeah. not. Everybody, if they can get a good trade, whatever trade they get, whatever trade they make, big or small, they are putting in. Bend them down, demote him. Yes. You can't anymore. You just kind of like, it's the last year of his rookie contract. You don't have to give him any more money. Yeah. So So we'll see there. Siakam's game is going to be a little bit, it's going to take him a bit to get used to playing like this. Right. And I think it's because he's used to, you know, getting a high screen, excuse me, getting the ball dance, like dribbling between his legs a bit, then making a decision. Yeah. This offense calls for you to make that decision right away. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Mm-hmm. You're going to pass it or you're going to dribble and drag to the, to the middle and kick it to somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's going to take a little bit of getting used to because it's not like everybody's going to be standing around waiting for you to do something. Right. It, it's, but he, he, seems to, he seems to embrace it. It's less work for him. Right. He's mostly in the corner for open three, so he's got to be that a little bit more consistently. Right. But, you know, I like they, yeah. you could tell that Scotty Barnes is, is, they had a moment where Scotty Barnes was guarding Sebolis. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the 6'11, 245 pound guy. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes beside him, they're the exact same height and he couldn't move them. You know, just like, holy shit. Scotty Barnes is like him and Giannis are all, all, but Giannis is a little bit bigger. Right. Like, like muscle wise, but they are the same height. No. Oh, interesting. So his, so he's Scotty Barnes is like getting bigger then, getting stronger, maybe. He went from, I think he was 220 last year. He's 245. Yeah, that'll make a difference. Yeah. So it's like more. Got in the, someone got in the gym. The drives to the baskets are like he's driving to dunk it because he's strong enough to take the hit and split the basketball. Yeah. So that could change the whole scene because it might it the Raptors might outplay Siakam's game. Right? Not because his game is any less, but just because he's never played with an offense that moved all the time. It's always been ISOs at the time. Raptors offense never changed in ten years. Right. So now it's going to change. He had an offense built and then McNurse came in and just took it. It was still the same offense. Some set plays, but most of it was the same. You could always see the Raptors kids. You know them all. I screen their role. <laughs> Please tell right? us that. Tell us them. I screen their role. What is a double screen on the inbounds and then Bradley drives and throws a long touch to the OG in the corner. That was their own. That was all they did. Everything yeah. else was situational. It was like the screen, if the guy's open, you pass it, whatever, whatever. Too much. Every team that they played moved the ball so good that they just got beat because yeah. it's just deflating when everybody could score it. Like, this right. was the key moving the ball. Right. We also, we're going to say if we move off the Raptors here. <laughs> we really went on a Raptors tangent. <laughs> yeah, I did. One thing I noticed is that they stopped switching screens. Mm. Darko's not a screen. He just said, why are we, why are we switching? Why are we Final doing that screen? And, right. during, and they, they, they look more cohesive because they fill each other out better because you're not like scrambling okay. as me because you're, because you're, because you're kind of there. Okay. She actually was a little bit better on these fans. Everybody was so much better. And I'm like, the NBA might start slowly going away from switching every screen mm. having like hey fight over the screen and guard this guy right right but you learn how to play play man play better defense yeah play better right if you do that fight over them a little bit yes. you may like it's good may hurt the shooter so there you go we'll see well, i seen chris Paul in, in a golden state warriors jersey yeah that was interesting him, him, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson on the court is very dangerous. That is dangerous. They just got to stay. Well, they just all got to stay healthy. This is the thing. They're old men. Yeah. Yeah. Rattle bones over there. Yeah. I mean, can they stay healthy? What's well, a good thing that they have? 
It's, They're in the West and it's very easy this year out there. The West is very, the West is very, uh, <laughs> it's like the elder statesmen over there. Right. They're all well. They're all old men out there. Well, yeah, I mean, except like, the Spur. I mean, this the Spurs lost their preseason yeah. with Vec with Wembyama, but but the, but the thing is, like, yeah, like those young teams, if they can stay healthy, that's going to be what's going to make them dangerous, right? Right. But these older, yeah, these old guys with. I mean, they have pretty, a lot of experience think, on these teams, but they're all. I, I think the advantage that Golden State has is <laughs> that if if Steph or Clay have to take a day. You have a you still have a you have a guard like Chris Paul that's good enough to make your players better. Right? So right. that's a good that's a good advantage to have. Not like not a huge one, but you know, something. Something. It's something. It's but gonna yeah, be the what the West is old. I'm curious to see how the Grizzlies do. I am too. I am. That will be very interesting. You know, you know, we're in seems to be a little bit more yeah, she should be a little bit more, little, little calm, calmer, yeah, little. Yeah, yeah. I think you know. He he realized the seriousness of his situation, perhaps. Yeah. And and some someone talked to him and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he just realized that the money would be. Fine. That's also a motivating factor. Right, like it's like, hey, listen. Gather together, yeah. Right? And I think I, I think after the first incident, I think he probably was there, like in his head, like getting it together. I think the second incident wasn't even him doing something; it was someone just taping him. So it was like out of his realm a little bit, right? Where it was like, "Yo, I can't have these guys around me because this is what we're doing." Well, you can't have these guys around you, and you can't have the cameras all the time young people in general need to learn like we you know we can we're talking about basketball right now but i've been reading and looking into simone biles in gymnastics who we talk i talk about a lot i mean she had a phenomenal world competition is now one of the most decorated gymnast gymnasts ever at 26 years old and she was talking about on her phone, she has to like to stay in it. She has to take off the social media or make sure the notifications don't come up. She really has to take strategies to not let that stuff get her out of her game. And I think that's like the same with John Moran and with some of these other athletes, whether it's your friends and they're having their cameras and they're taking your picture or whatever, these that everybody has can really take you out of your your game or what you need to be doing and you have to be really careful and and you know to, like having a no phone around me policy is what you have to do or don't don't tape me why are you taping yeah don't tape me like but, but i think that has to be very explicitly said when we're hanging out and chilling your phone goes over there in a corner so it's not even near you in your pocket Yep. Or it goes in the glove compartment, or if it goes, you know, it's it's turned off, you know, it's in on silent on sleep mode, and it never comes out. I agree. Because you I know, hate, I hate the way that cell phone, social like cell phones and social media. Don't take me to keep it in your archives either. Don't take me at all. Right. I don't want you to have something that you can use later to get money 
You don't want any getting money. <laughs> yeah, Who's like money from you, Remy. Who's getting money? I from don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Man. You know, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. Do not tape anything. Remy to get money from him later. That is the. I, that's the. I was. I wasn't doing anything. That's worth anything. Exactly. For to exactly. And, and when I was doing things that maybe could have been worth something, there was no camera phones. Anyways. Exactly. Thank God. Thank. I think about this all the time, and I think, thank God, there was no camera phones when I was in college because. When I was in college, that's all I have to say. That's all exactly. That's all I have to say. I just I think about it all the time, and I'm just (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, I would have. It would have been bad. It's becoming dangerous. We'll leave it at that. Getting back to so the Cavs play tonight, they play the Hawks. I guess that this game actually already started. I should have it on. Game one? Game one, yeah. It's their first. I, I like how the NBA is doing the preseason because some teams started last week early. Yeah. But it feels like there's such a gap between preseason and games. Yeah. It was weird because I was like, why haven't the Cavs played yet? And I think it gives them enough time to, to have training again. Yeah. Well, that's like it's, the players, players need to get in shape. Yeah. So, oh, but before it would be like two weeks of training camp, and then it'll be like games so close together preseason yeah. in the start of the season. I like the breakup of it. Yeah. I mean, it gives you a chance. It gives, if you're an NBA fan, it gives you a chance to watch other teams play without missing your team play. That is true. That is I watched super- the Brooklyn game yesterday, Mr. Ben Simmons. And is he doing well? Is he- oh my gosh, he's Ben Simmons again. I know, I know. You, 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 you predicted this. You predicted that Ben Simmons would be Ben Simmons again. Yeah, I did. I see. I, you know, again, a victim of the social media spiral when you don't do something people like. Right. They called for his head. They said he was trash. He said he should never play again. And you, as a yeah, person, they were really mean to poor Ben Simmons. Yeah, and he's injured. So imagine you sitting there injured. You know, there's some you're not 100. percent Yeah, if everybody's trashing you because you're ruining their fantasy league, or you know, like it's, <laughs> they bet you know, money on this game. And- no, so many times I see that like. That players they get mad at the players from because they they make them miss their parlay. Um, <laughs> and y'all, that's so crazy. Like sometimes I'm just like, yo, we need to chill as a human society. We got you. We're a little bit, we're a little bit too reckless right now. Yeah, because it's like South American soccer fans, man, like yeah. if somebody, but at least, at least they're in your, they're, they're, they're 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 in the physical thing. So you were saying, yeah, people get upset about their. Their parlays, man, and their the betting is 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 crazy in sports. Basketball is like you know what it'll calm down. I think this is the basketball yeah. just got in back into the betting because soccer is crazy, but basketball really just went from zero to a thousand. Well, they will, start like soccer. They will kill goalies if you lose a game in South America and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Central I mean, America. Like the physical, that's I mean, like I the physical, the physical part of soccer is there, right? The fights, those things are there. Yeah. I I don't know if, like, to be honest, 
I think the part of just being at home and looking online at people trashing you and your family is a could be could potentially hold a lot more damage than somebody punching in the nose. Like your nose is gonna heal. I this reminds me of I was watching this week. I've been watching Shannon Sharp. Club Shay Shay. Club Shay Shay. Yep, Shannon Shay. And Ocho, Shannon and Ocho. Killers, man. But but there's also one where he interviews Marshawn Lynch. Best interview I've seen in a very, very long time. That was a very good interview. It's really interesting. And he talked about the story behind I'm just here so I don't get fined comment. Um, because he didn't want to talk to the media and he was getting fined. He got like $1.4 million in fines. They just kept doubling the fines. And then he said they went back and started finding him from the previous year. So they were just really, and finally someone from the team, I don't know if it was someone from the team or the, the NFL was talking to him and is like, kept saying, we, we just need you to be available to the media. And he was like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to talk to them. Da, 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 da. And the person was like, we just need you to be available. And they kept saying it. And he's like, it took him a minute to actually click that, oh, they need me to, I can just go and show up. And I don't, I can say, yeah, I don't have to say anything. If I want to say something, I can. So then he goes and, you know, he didn't even know what he was going to say until he basically said it and was like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's hilarious now that you think about it. But, you know, like it's he's an interesting, interesting person. He is very interesting. And I I think Um, I get why you want to say that, because they ask stupid questions. They ask a lot of the same questions things that he doesn't have the answer to or can't, you know, say. And then also, I think this goes to social media, but the media, the interviews and press conferences that you have to do, those guys can get in your head too, which again goes back to like- they they, they, they spin you any way they want. Right. And this is where, like going back to Simone Biles, one of the things too she's doing is she's saying no more and doing fewer interviews and fewer press conferences types of things because it gets in her head, right? And so it gets her out of her game of what she's trying to do. So I think I could see the same with Marshawn Lynch not wanting to do those press conferences because it's just like, this is stupid. It's getting me out of my game from what I want to do or what I want to be. I'm worried about what they're how they're going to spin stuff and that so i get it i get why he did that <laughs> didn't want to go it's, hilarious. it's hilarious i'm here because i don't want to get fined and it's like everybody ran with that they villain they villainized him right yeah people were saying right. that's why he i guess there was a play there was a play about like he should have been MV- and super bowl mvp and they didn't give him the ball. And okay, they said, so I, I, I watched this game. It's one of the games that really hurt my heart because as a football fan, you're like, that was the most non-football play I've ever seen a team do. Right. The one-yard line. Right, yes. To win, to win the Super Bowl. Yes. You have the best 
strongest player on your team behind you. There's nobody on the other team that's going to stop him from uh, he's going to knock them down. And instead, you call a play, and Russell Wilson throws an interception, and they run it back for six points. Marshawn Lynch, when they called the play, I love his like his his his, his candor and the way he's telling the story to Shannon Sharp. Like he paints it so perfect. He's like he goes in the huddle and they call this play, and in his head he's like, oh. Really? So this is what we're doing? Okay, no problem. So line up right here. Okay, he lines up. He does exactly what he's supposed to do. Because he thinks that they don't want to run it because the team expects them to. He's going to run into the end zone and they're, they're not going to expect him there. He'll be open. Right. Because they're going to be coming in quick. So he thinks he's getting the ball anyways. So he runs his run. He's open. But he, then he just hears the roar of the crowd and he sees everything happening. Like the, the, he didn't even know that it intercepted the ball. He thought they won because they're right there. How do we lose? And then, <clears throat> you know, he took off his helmet and laughed in Coach Carroll's face. Like, you have to be like, he's like, that to me, I think that comes from owners and management. Well, this is this is the the conspiracy theory is online. We're saying that the reason they didn't run the play to give him the ball was because then he would have to be Super Bowl MVP, and they didn't want a press conference with him. Nothing. I'm here just so I don't get fined. He would have talked. He would have won a championship. He would have. He would have talked. I I mean, this is the conspiracy theorist, but yeah, but again, going. But I I think they're right, hundred percent, because. It basically, it turned him off so much of the, the game. He left, mm-hmm. right? So he wasn't playing anymore. It exposed basically a bad coach, and we see what Russell Wilson is doing right now. Well, it's yeah, not, it's not in. It, it was interesting him talking about his relationship with Russell Wilson, and you know oh, Russell I Wilson. Well, Russell Wilson gets a lot of hate and there are defenders of Russell Wilson, but I can understand he gets a lot of hate for being like a corny guy and all this, but I don't think that's necessarily, I think that's part of why he gets the hate. But then I can see after listening to Marshawn Lynch kind of talk about their relationship and stuff, I was like, oh, it's not so much like he could be a corny guy and not get hate and still be cool the thing is like a lot of those guys in the nfl are really corny guys right right you it's know, not but, and i i think what's like shannon sharp said it he has a he has his own locker room that's beside the coaches so he's away from the players yeah he sets himself mm-hmm. apart and he's not and that's going to mess up your relationship with the players people aren't going to go to bat for you compared to when what was interesting to me when marshawn lynch was talking about aaron Rodgers, who I am, mm-hmm. as we know, I am not an Aaron Rodgers fan, but he had a lot of good things to say about Aaron Rodgers, who he played with at um, Cal, Cal Berkeley, right? Or yeah. wherever he played. Yeah, so, so, so the thing is. And he said Aaron Rodgers had his back. Aaron Rodgers yeah. gave him opportunities. And he said he's the best quarterback he ever played with. So the thing is, as a, as a football player, yeah. you would love Aaron Rodgers. Because he's a great football player. You hate Aaron Rodgers 
because of everything that's not related to football. Again, right. overexposure of social media because now he has to say something because he's famous. Right. Doesn't mean the best things are going to come out of his mouth. Uh, <laughs> right? but, or anything should come out of his mouth. Some people should just not open their mouth. Just play football. But, just play football. But they, but they can't. They could. They could. But they, but they feel that they can't. And you have PR people that are your PR people that are like, we need you to to, to talk. Yeah, to have right? a personality when really. Right? It's like, I kidding. Like, I, what if they don't have a personality? What if they just, what if they have hate? Like, what if they just have morals that don't fit what the standard that people on the internet want? Right. How are you going to deal with the blowback at that time? Right. So, and yeah. Anyway, I think I hope, yeah. I'm hoping that athletes, famous people, in all types walks of life, and even regular people, everybody's regular, but yeah, <laughs> people that have to go to work to pay regular wage, to get regular wages to pay high rent, they're regular. <laughs> yes. Uh, we are regular people over yeah, here. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You know? But when they stop putting their, like, stop having your life on the internet, yeah. you have to post every day. Yeah. So we, we talked a little bit about football, which I had wanted to talk about. The, and, you know, Media Day, what, going back to the NBA and Media Day, and speaking of press conferences, how do you feel about Jimmy Butler's hair? Emo, emo, Jimmy. Emo, Jimmy. Emo Jimmy, he's yeah, obviously very uh, emo because Damian Lillard did not come to the Heat. I this will be the last time he does something so drastic with this year. He didn't sit well with everybody. You're just thrown off a little bit. And media day is supposed to be. I think the team. I think he does it because he likes to kind of bring a different attention. And plus, they have the ESPN, who he doesn't like because they always rank him low. They have to use that picture all year. To represent him. It's I think that's what it is. It's a bit of an F you to I need to send you there is there is I have talked about this before, but Game of Zones, which is the NBA Game of Thrones spoof mashup that exists out in the world. I wish they still made it, but they they don't. And the not to spoil it for you, but in like the finale episode that they did, they have certain players <laughs> attack what they call instead of the citadel which in you know which is where the meisters are and they manage the flow of information in the game of thrones world well in game of zones they call it the media dell <laughs> and certain players decide they want to attack the media dell and it's <laughs> all about them attacking the media <laughs> it's hilarious I, th I think you Jimmy know, Butler I think, is not involved in that attack, but it is players that you would expect to be involved in that in the attack of the media. If you think of two my, one of my what, like you know, since you say that, one of my real things that I wish the NBA would do is have a little bit more control of the non NBA questions that are asked by the media. So yeah. if you're coming to <clears throat> a press conference as long as you're asking questions about basketball and the game that's played you can ask that question you cannot ask a personal question 
to the player. Like, because do like, they ask, ask personal questions? I mean, what? I mean, or they can't ask like you can't if you're asking about basketball, so you can't really. Players can't talk about trade rumors in their personal lives. Players can't talk about personnel, coaches. You can't. You can't try to create news by asking the player how do they feel about the minutes that he got from the coach, so that you could paint the coach or the player as insubordinate, right? Like the NBA can navigate that a little bit. It's not trying to say that they can't ask certain questions, but at the same time, if there's a question there that the player doesn't feel comfortable with, why do they get to put that in the news for everybody to see? Well, I would say just training the players like, hey, if they ask you a question that is out of pocket, then say, you know what? Like you can say, I don't have an answer for that question. Yeah. You know, and just and and if they get answered, if all the players or most of the players give those kinds of answers to the to those types of questions, then they'll stop asking them because they're not getting what they want. They're not getting any reaction. They're not creating drama. So it's like, so if someone says, you know, are you happy with the minutes coach Mike Brown is giving you? And even if you are happy or unhappy, you can say, you know what? Like, I don't really have, you know, I don't have an answer for that. I have no, I think think there's no, I think you got like, you know, for the, for the reporter, they're not only reporting for the company they work for, they're also reporting for themselves to get followers and people that are following them. Personally. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're reporting so, for Twitter and, you know, all that. So, yeah, so sometimes, sometimes this question is asked that maybe you wouldn't normally ask somebody unless you were looking for clickbait, you know? And it's yeah. like, how do you, yes, you have to, uh, uh, like for sure train the players, but there should be something said about, hey, listen, if you guys keep asking these questions to our players, we're essentially uh, the product that like the, they make the money. It's not they don't come to see you ask questions. <laughs> so if you're if, if if the players start to complain about a reporter, it should be taken seriously. Like, hey, this guy keeps asking questions that are uncomfortable. Right. Hey, there should be. Either it's a fine ride, you can't come in there and ask questions for a week because, you know, a week without being on Twitter with new fresh content is like a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they could take it. Yeah. I don't know how you, you don't want to get, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're a private organization, so there's freedom of the press issues there. I think it's more just training the kind of question, training the reporters to give you the kind of questions that you want. If they can't get it, then, you know, they won't do it eventually in theory. Um, Maybe it's not a hard line mm -hmm. thing, but it's something where the, I mean, and and they know that the NBA is looking at what they're asking. The players feel comfortable. With like, hey, if it gets uncomfortable, I can state that and not be yeah. torn apart by the media for for saying that. I feel exactly, Kent. Like the NBA put out a statement and said we're okay with players stating if they don't want to answer a question. Then, be a hard like, 
Like you, if you if you not turn around and be like, oh, this person want to talk to me and become disrespectful at a rate, at least the player feels defended because yeah. the NBA is going to defend them. Yeah, they're going to be like, hey, we said that they are, you know, it's a question they don't want to answer. They're allowed to not answer. They can just say, hey, I don't want to answer that. And then tell the players like, hey, you don't have to answer, like, like calm yourself down before you go out there and think about what you're going to answer, yeah. you know, I, you know, and I, I don't know. It's easy, easier said than done, I guess. Did you watch the, you know, the WNBA finals started the Liberty lost? To the, the to aces, the aces are going to win. The aces are going to win, right? Yeah, going to be in there. Becky Hammond is too good of a coach, right? And the players are actually too good to be playing with you. The like, aces, they're stacked. Yeah, and you know, like it is. You know, it, it's it's just like the college game, right? Like, <laughs> there's just some like because the because the WNBA is going to eventually get to a place where there's a little bit more parity. Right, right. right. They're just not and there yet. And then the coaches then there'll be a little bit you would have to like look at teams better, but right now it's like Becky Ham is goes is you plays in the league coaches for a bit, coaches in the NBA, coaches back in the WNBA. So she's bringing something that's not every coach there has. Yeah. Right? Like, a lot of, like, you know, there's a lot of sports that probably wouldn't have let that happen. Like, no, no, no. Because you're bringing, like, who knows if these coaches have any NBA experience or secret tricks of the trade or training tricks that, that, that they use. There's, yeah, right? I don't know. I mean, there are a few other, I believe there are a few other women assistant kind of level coaches in the NBA right now or no. I think there, there, are, all, there, I think there, there are, are some, yeah. It's there a, are a, some. Lot more, a lot more in the front offices now. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's getting there where, and probably some of those will go back to the WNBA. And, and yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, will Becky Hammond eventually coach an NBA team is really the question. Like, will she eventually move on from the Aces and go back to the NBA? Yeah. Maybe yeah, she could, she definitely could. Yeah, I, at first, I thought the Raptors, I thought that's who they're going to choose. I think yeah. I thought so, but I think there's a little bit of a scandal with her. Yeah, there was a scandal. I think they kind of like hurt her chances because they're just like, okay, we just we, we don't want to deal with that. Yeah, even though like it's kind of looks like it's either they figured it out, settled it, or it's blown over. Yeah, it kind of blew, blew over. I, I think, think at that time they were nervous about like. Could have been, like it, it, I think that's a, you know, that's just the power of social media. Sometimes it's like, if yeah. we make this choice, are people gonna like trash yeah. our team online? That's how they're judging things. It's just, yeah, it's wild, and you know, hopefully we get to a point where I mean, I think hopefully we get to a point where it's just everybody has stupid shit out there that they've said or done or or whatever that if you, you just have to sort of be like this really is just not that serious or they learn from their mistake and you know moving on now I you know we'll see but yeah the aces are probably going to win that but we'll see obviously we're still in the baseball postseason the jays blew it i don't I'm even not, know if i want to bring that up i'm not gonna do that 
It's painful. It's, 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 you know what? It's, it's where analytics fail sports. I think it was coaching failure really, wasn't it? That I was mean, from the top, man. There's no way, there's no way that you could watch your pitcher dominate and take them out unless that was something that you planned the whole day. Yeah. Yeah. So they had a pitcher. He was doing well. I mean, he's like the pay him. A, no. they, like he's whatever. And then they the took him out. The double killer is this is he 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 was the ace pitcher. Yeah. For the Minnesota. So he's pitching at a place that he pitched for for seven years against a team that was his former team. The, you don't get no better than a Cinderella story than that. And they just he comes and shuts out his old team. He's shutting them out. He's got seven strikeouts, and you take him out for a player that didn't have the greatest pitching season either. They have a great bullpen. They could have went to any any left-hander. They went to this guy. <laughs> it's almost like were they ta- were they purposely trying to lose? Like was this a like? I well, you did because <laughs> well, you did. That makes more sense to me. I could take that. If you just, I could take that more than you telling me that that was the wise choice that you made. There was nothing wise about that choice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the picture, the picture you put in was not. It's not good. Yeah. You know, I, they're used to. He's a starter, so they're used to start starting the game with nobody on base. You put a runner on base. You put him in a high pressure situation. And he's not the greatest pitcher that you can. You could put way better pitchers out there. I just, yeah, it was just so hard. I didn't really want to talk about it, but it hurt me. I know, so I know. Much. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it did yeah. hurt. I mean, huh. I, I have been, you know, the Guardians aren't in it. The Blue Jays are out. There's not really, I mean, you know, we'll yeah, see. I still, I, still watch, I still watch some baseball. You know, the Astros, you know, the Orioles. Uh, I don't know, we'll see. I love, I love baseball season baseball it is good you're right because baseball is fun what i realized the problem that the blue jays are going to have and they're always going to have is they don't play they're not patient enough so they always want to hit home runs yeah well that's i mean everybody wants home runs now yeah when it gets to the postseason and everything slows down it's harder for them they can't really score yeah pitchers aren't pitchers aren't going to give you pitches that you can hit out the park they they don't right so they got to figure that out, man. I don't know what they got to do. but I don't know. I don't know either. They can't, they can't uh. do what they did this last, this year. They need all new people. Just, just tr- get rid of everybody that's not bore or bad. <laughs> just clean slate. Clean, clean slate. slate. Try it. Try it. I don't know. Can't be they... worse than losing. Still losing. That's <laughs> why so I was like, they're the Raptors too. I'm I, I, I'm glad that they didn't, but I was kind of like, Everybody's like, you know, they want to keep. I'm like, don't keep this guy. You need to. <laughs> don't keep this guy. No, don't keep this guy. Sometimes like your team yeah. looks so much. Your team looks so much better. Maybe he needed to go to a team where he could just be the man and not share that duty with. That's just Pascal, true, right? That's he just wanted to be the man. That's true. Sometimes that because he spent so much time being. The sidekick with somebody else, right? Like, oh man, you've been good enough, and it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, but 
Cavs, Cavs are 34, 37. We'll see. Winning? No, losing to, I mean, they're down by three points. It's not, it looks like it's a close game, but I don't think they've been up at all. I will try to watch it later. You know, once we are done recording this podcast, the other thing I wanted to talk about as we wind down here, you know, and it, we mentioned the NFL a little bit. There has been an interesting development in the NFL. I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. A certain pop star has been to a couple of Chiefs games. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm talking about like the media just can't stop. man. Like, they can't stop. So even the Chiefs played Minnesota on Sunday and people were like looking for Taylor Swift at the game and she wasn't seen. She wasn't not spotted at the Minnesota game with her supposed new boyfriend, Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I think they've been dating for a while. I think people just didn't know. Uh, oh yeah, of course. I agree. I thought they would have had to have been dating for a while to do this. I don't think this is like a new thing. I think this is just, okay, we decided to go public now. Once we know we're going to date for a little bit. His mom was on The View or The Talk or one of these, one of these shows. Um, it wasn't The View. It was some, or some morning show. And they were asking her if she'd met Taylor Swift. And the mom just kind of rolled her eyes. <laughs> yeah, because she's just like, yo, leave us alone. She's like, this is stupid. I mean, like, but she's, is- she's funny. The Kelsey's mom is kind of hilarious. So... You know, I think that the NFL sees an opportunity here. Again, I, I sent you this to another Shannon Sharp and Ojo Cinco were talking about this. Of, And it, it got me thinking about how the NFL is looking at a whole new fan base with teenage wi- girls and young women, young women in late teens, early 20s. And I think they've been doing a lot in the last couple of years now that I kind of think about it with having Rihanna at the halftime show last year, this year, they're going to have Usher, which we did not talk about either on our last podcast. I can't believe I didn't talk about this. Cause no introduction. Usher needs. It's, it's I, actually so perfect. I'm so excited. So here's my thing. So I think the NFL is doing a lot to attract women, obviously having Usher, at the halftime show, that's a certain demographic of women that is going to watch that, mostly women my age. <laughs> and now you have Taylor Swift popping up at games and you have now all of these sort of young women, younger, maybe not the Usher demographic, but the slightly younger, slightly whiter <laughs> demographic. <laughs> now getting into... NFL because Taylor Swift showed up at a couple games and I mean it's it's kind of a fascinating phenomenon to be honest and it one of the things is I didn't I didn't know this until I think over the summer I was listening to the radio as I was driving to Ohio and on NPR there was a piece on Formula One and how Formula One is becoming much more popular in the U.S. It really hasn't been popular in the U.S. U.S. was all about NASCAR. And a lot of what's leading the popularity for Formula One, aside from the Netflix show, but also young women. And I go and I'm with my family and 
I was telling them, I didn't know all these young women are into Formula One. I had no idea, like women in their late teens and 20s, early 20s or whatever. And then my cousin says to me, she goes, oh, well, my sister, my other cousin is really into Formula One. I had no idea. And that is the exact demographic, the Formula One, Taylor Swift <laughs> demographic that now the NFL is trying to tap into. The marketing lines are because so many people are into so many different things that you probably wouldn't have been into before and i think the nfl they have to look for a new demographic yeah. right they need to the nba does a good like obviously they'll always have a younger demographic right because yeah. players will change over and their superstars get younger so then the nfl's never really had that and they don't really have they've always they had an older fan base Right. And they've had a harder time bringing women around. One of the issues too, and this is my conspiracy theory, but you know, a lot of people aren't letting their kids play football. And they need the mothers to watch it. They need the mothers to watch it. So getting young women who will eventually be mothers, some of them, or already are mothers, if they're in their twenties, possibly getting them into it might make them more willing to allow their sons to play yeah, I that's that. that's another you know that's tinfoil uh the tinfoil theory but i think gen generally it's just a big untapped demographic that they're tap want to tap into anything else we need to talk about we'll be back. on usher thinking about usher for the halftime show there's going to be a bunch of preseason games we're going to have to talk about next week see what happens with the WNBA finals, even though we probably know what's going to happen. We will be back next time. Uh, talk to you later. Follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Liz Gallo, or it's, it's called X now. And yeah, we will see you next time. Bye.